Set your faces to fun and hold on to your buns. Let's talk Star Trek the next generation with Charlie and Megan. Shut up, Wesley, you're dumb. So come on, set your faces to fun. Welcome back to Set Phasers to Fun, everybody. That was like a Muppet Show-esque. Yeah, that was great. Flair for for the beginning of our episode. I loved it. Um, (laughs) Megan, welcome back. It's been a minute, but we're here. Thanks, Charlie. That is your name, isn't it, Yeah, I think so. so. Dimly recall. As you might have known from social media, this is our last... TNG-centric episode of the podcast. The, the foreseeable last. That's right. We, have, we could get like a fresh new crop of ideas on the other side of this thing. We don't know. That's right. We have fully explored every single Next Generation topic, and now we're here. Uh, in January, whenever the Picard show premieres, we're going to January be... January 23rd, January 20th. Charlie. On January 23rd, when the Picard show <laughs> premieres, we are going to transition uh, into a full-time Picard podcast. Which, frankly, shouldn't be too hard, because we're already a 75% Picard podcast. That's right. Or or did I say podcast, or did I mean my heart? Yes. 75% Picard at any given time. Yeah. Picard's a good boy. He's the best. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, before we talk about Picard, though, um, we have to close all old business with this little oh, nugget yeah. here. Here we go. Meeting. What's the opposite of adjourned when they say meeting? Meeting a started. Kachunk. Maybe commenced? Maybe. Call it to meeting. order? Meeting to order? Call, meeting. Meeting now. Go. Meeting. Hup, hup, hup. Meeting. I don't know. Meeting ahoy. Meeting ahoy! That's it. Perfect. Well, meeting ahoy, everybody. <laughs> a guy in jail, Christian Bale, a girl named Gail. You never know who's gonna ride in, so set your phasers to listener mail. Ha-cha-cha-cha. You're never gonna believe it. Our first listener mail comes in from Jenna. Admiral's Club. We love Jenna. Uh, Jen- I wrote and said, hey, this is our last thing. I actually said, a month ago, we're recording our last episode. <laughs> Well, mother got busy, children. Megan is uh, the darling of the Iowa City theater scene right now and cannot be bothered. I'm telling you, I'm very famous and important. That's right. Jenna writes in, oh man, farewell, TNG. What are your favorite moments or lines? Could I have read that any stiffer? You know, I don't actually know what Jenna sounds like, so this is a perfect opportunity for us to come up with a wonderful cartoon voice that would be... She has a perfectly sonorous, lovely voice. Oh, man... It's a sad thing, but the TNG is over. Oh, sad. Oh. Is that, am I close? That's, nope, nope, not even a little bit. Oh, how sad that it is, that it's coming to an end. Oh. That is neither her voice nor what she said. <laughs> oh, man, farewell, TNG. What are your favorite moments or lines from members of the TNG cast? Sorry. Oh. I'm laughing at you going, oh, man. Yeah, that's how she talks. It's good, but it's not how you talk, no. so it makes me laugh. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's what I say constantly. <laughs> so I guess mm. favorite moments or lines from the show? Oh, sure. So many. I'll have ten chocolate sundaes. This is a jump right to the top. Yeah, that's a good one. I like when Deanna says, muzzle it to the fake uh, her on the holodeck. 
<laughs> That's so genteel. That's great. <laughs> Basically, anything Guinan says has got to make the top 100 lines. You're a pitiful excuse for a human. The only way you're going to survive is on the charity of others. Anything that Mark Twain says, great. Yeah. <laughs> the classics engage number one, number one. Number one. About <laughs> Worf getting shut down constantly. Oh, how about this? Prune juice, a warrior's drink. Yeah, perfect. That's a good one. Yeah. I like all the funny lines. Guess why? Because you're a comedian. I like funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah! Ah! Four lights! This is just, Jenna, you've just given me an, an opportunity to just shout random Star Trek lines at Charlie. Perfect. So, thank you. That's all, that's what I called for. <laughs> And that's what's happening. Are you fully functional? That's a classic. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I like also when the Klingon um, tries to headbutt Data and it knocks it backwards. Oh, yeah. Good times. Push, Keiko. Push. Push, Keiko. I am pushing. Uh-huh. That's a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we haven't done on this podcast, Charlie, is we sh- haven't reenacted every single episode, which is what we should do. <laughs> That's what. All right, we have a we have a month and a half to do that. Let's start now. How many do they do? Like a hundred. So if we do, if we do three a day, we can make that. Sure. What else are we doing? Just for memory, though, right? Yeah, and obviously. My favorite moments are all the 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 when they find ships that are full of dead people, or they have to like solve a space mystery. I like that. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I'm having a lot of famous uh, favorite images popping up, sure. like the image where um, Bev teaches Data how to dance, but they start with tap dancing because she doesn't understand uh-huh. that he wants to learn partner dancing, and that's fun to watch those two tap dance. That's fun. Right. I'm thinking about the big old smile that Riker gets when he gets his trombone back mm-hmm. when they're when he's when. What is it, Thomas Riker, the second twin, gets the trombone? Like, that's nice. Right. That's a good one. You think Thomas Riker's going to be in Picard? (sighs) Do you think that Thomas Riker has visited Will and Deanna in this new future? And has it gotten a little kinky? What do you think? What are the odds? Oh, man. I would think so. Because on one hand, you think, well, maybe Will's a little territorial and he doesn't want to share his bride with his brother. On the other hand, it's kind of him. It's like a clone, so maybe. And you know Deanna's seen the world. Like, she can't be shocked. Thomas is kind of like the um, Tiger the Dog from the Brady Bunch of TNG. And that he was there uh-huh. for a minute and then just like, meh. Like, we don't, this is inconvenient. We don't need to deal with this anymore. <laughs> He's off with the Traveler. That's right. Josh writes in. He's at Rose Club, right? Sure. Admiral's Club. I think anybody who wrote in today gets to be Admiral's Club. Yeah, that's a good point. By dint of this is, I mean, all the admirals are going down with the ship, if you know what I'm saying. Sure. What almost ruined TNG for you? Um, Maybe you walked away, maybe you were ashamed. Also, never got on board with the whole Darmok metaphor language episode. Is it just me uh, who could have done without it? Um, We had a whole episode about Darmok. I have such fondness for that episode, but honestly, my fondness comes sort of in the same way that I'm fond of my seventh grade school picture. It's a terrible picture, but I love it so much because it's so silly. And I, plus, it, there, it's, there's a nice little, like, code now to be like, when the walls fell, wink, wink to somebody. Sure. And they know what's up. 
Josh, I'm with you. I think it's stupid. <laughs> Charlie's in a bad mood. I am. Uh, Crank. Nobody, Crank. Everybody's kicked out of Admiral's. <laughs> no more. Only Charlie, the lone Admiral. He's got his little hat on. Everyone leave. His brass buttons. He's just polishing a brass button sadly. I'm the only admiral. It's <laughs> a sad story. That yeah, is a sad story. Get off my bridge. I wouldn't nothing almost ruined TNG for me. There's stuff I don't like, but there's certainly I was never like, alright, this is over with. Let me tell you what, I was in a convention, a Star Trek convention, when I heard the announcement that they would not have another season, that they were done at, what was it, season, how many seasons does it have, six? Seven. Seven. Seven season, and they were done. They weren't going to go on. And I was like, oh, la gasp. <laughs> and I remember the guy standing up there being like, yeah, well, they just decided that you could make more money just by putting it in syndication instead of making new, and it's just a money decision. And I was like, oh, heart breaking, thousand pieces falling down. And that's, that guy ruined it for me then. I'm going to say that guy. Who was that guy? Was he a show official? I don't know. He, he, I was too young to notice or know. Like, it could have been Ron Moore, for all I know. I was like some dude who purports to speak for Star Trek. It could have been, like, Gene Roddenberry's adopted son. I have no idea. <laughs> I was a teenager and only interested in famous people and merch. Sure. Um, were there any famous people there that you did know who they were? Um, yeah, the guy who played... Um, um, check off, oh. and I was like, I don't care, TNG or nothing, old old boomers, uh-huh. get out of here with your old stuff. Okay, boomer. But that was the convention. That's right. Okay, boomer. We're so we're so hip to the now. Um, but that was the convention that I got my um, my Federation ID. I got a little name like a badge. Oh, like an ID for, for the, I'm in the Federation for sure. And I got a communicator pin, and I got a t-shirt that said Starfleet Academy. It was a great convention for me. When you went back to high school that that day, the next day, weren't people carrying you on their shoulders, or...? Let me tell you, I had debated for a long time, should I wear my Starfleet Academy? Should I out myself as a giant nerd? And then I was like, you know what? I only lived this life once. Full, full thrusters. Go on. Set photons to whatever. And so I did. I showed up in my Starfleet Academy and these two upperclassmen in band, so they were already my people, they were like, hey, we were there too. And we had a whole thing. And then I felt so loved, like I found my tribe. That is how the Klingon lures a mate. Oh man, it's, guess who's next? Uh-oh. Bryce Defer. Admiral's Club. Uh, please rate the TNG movies from best to worst. Um, the definitive answer is as follows. First contact. Yes. Insurrection. Generations. Nemesis. Charlie speaks to the voice of authority. So there you go, Bryce. Shaka, when the walls fell. This is a new member of the Admiral's Club, because she wrote in. Her name is Cece Joy. Admiral's Club. Do you know her? No. I'm so excited we got a new person. Cece Joy, welcome. She says, Megan, I believe this is a question for you. If Dolly Parton had a cameo, who would she play? This is a great question. 
if Dolly Parton had a cameo. All right, so first, the first question is to Alien or not to Alien. And I know that everybody's going to say, obviously, Alien, right, with the zooms like that. Obviously, she's, like, orbiting her own planet, see if you know what I'm saying, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But I think that's too easy. I think we got to put Dolly, and the other easy way would be to put her in some kind of holodeck scenario where it's like Data wants to learn about what it means to have true soul, and so she, he's going to listen to country music and discover Dolly Parton. You know, something like that. Like, David wants to learn how to how much it, it costs to look that cheap, etc. But that's too easy, too. I would put Dolly, she's a quite a good, gifted actress. I would put Dolly in a Federation uniform. Hell yes. I would send her in on an away mission with LaForge and have LaForge, like, struggle under her leadership a little bit. Yep. And then LaForge would have to come to Dolly. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, get down on your knees and submit, LaForge. Because it's Dolly time now. And then they would all, like, make a quilt out of their feelings. And it'll be beautiful. <laughs> Perfect. I could see a couple ways with it. One, which she would be like a tu- like a Joe Piscopo-style tutor. Right. Which is what you said. Um, or, yeah, I like that idea of, like, she's, like, kind of the... Uh, Captain Jellicoe for a minute, but like the friendly Captain Jellicoe. Yeah. Like where she puts, you know, Picard's gone, she puts like doilies and stuff down. She decorates the room, like with, you know, everybody's uniforms have fringe. (laughs) Uh, And there'd be like a really good scene where she like puts a cowboy hat on a wharf. Yeah. Everyone's in like rhinestones and sequins. Yeah. And butterflies. Dolly's whole thing is a butterfly. And then David's last line at the end of the episode would be like, Yeehaw, Captain. Yes. And I put it with LaForge, but now that you mention Worf, don't you want to see Dolly Parton and Worf? I bet he she he would that would be remarkable. I mean she could be That's like a duo. She could be like an ambassador who yeah. they have to take back to, you know, the Kentucky planet or whatever. I love it. She's the ambassador, and she teaches Worf how to love slash whittle. Have you seen the trailer for the new Netflix Dolly Parton show? Have I seen the trailer for the new Netflix Dolly Parton show? Hilarious. Have you seen the poster from when I went to Dolly Parton's 50th anniversary? Well, now I have. Of being inducted into the Grand Old Opry. Wow. And I saw her, and she sang to me personally. She said, Megan Gogarty, this song is for you. And then she sang a number of her hits. Um, that's amazing. I also was wearing a sequined jumpsuit at that event because that's how much I care for her. You got to dress for the Pope. That's right. It was I'm surprised great. she did not pull you out of the audience. She thought about it, but then I was like, Dolly, we don't have time. This is a whole show for every people. This is, we got to keep it moving. This is for you. But not, thank you, Dolly. Yeah. I appreciate the gesture. Think, CJ, great question. Welcome to the Admirals Club. Admirals Club. Ding. Ding. We have, um, we both had a chance to see the Picard trailer. Yes. That came yes. out months ago. It looks, it looks pretty spiffy. It looks so good. I get so excited about it. I'm excited that you got some of your old cast members back. Oh, some of my favorites. A, a de-aged Brent Spiner. A de-aged, perhaps, but not de-puffed. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a... Look, time is not kind to all of us. Like, I understand, and I understand we're trying to com- 
the, keep the fiction going that he's made of silicone and not a human being and makeup. Like, I get it. Sure. And that's hard. Yeah. But, like, that's not his hairline. No. Baby needs a new pair of shoes. I have a few. I'm, I'm curious about a few people. Let's hear it. I'm curious about the uh, sword-wielding Vulcan or Romulan or whoever, whatever he is. Yeah, Mr. Eyebrows. Mr. Eyebrows. Swords don't seem like an especially great choice of weapon in the future. That's okay. There's a lot of this, I gotta help this girl, and I'm like, I don't know. It kind of feels like a dated concept, but but I'll go with it, whatever. Gets him back in the game. A lot of team building. This is, there's going to be a good montage of some, some team building. For real. Now, I never know, I didn't, never really watched um, Voyager when the 7 and 9 was on it, so I don't know much about her, but... Uh, I'm interested to see what they do. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. I kind of maybe feel like I need to catch up on some of my other Star Trekky stuff just so I can fully have my geekgasm when it comes on. But oh well. Mm-hmm. I'll just have to I'll just have to go in with the eyes of an of an innocent. Right. And just see what's happening. We're not talking about the most important thing though, Charles. What's the most important thing, Megan? William T. Riker. Yes. Looking all salt and peppery and like looking with his kind blue eyes in his Asian themed house with his child being like, oh, look who's look who the cat dragged in. It's it's, it's Jean-Luc Picard. Have a sit down, Jean-Luc. Tell me about your life. I will get us some mead that I made out of these aged barrels. And then they sit down in their Asian-themed garden, and they talk about their feelings. Because these are 24th century men. They're not scared. They're not afraid of feelings. That's what life living with Deanna will teach you, too. Oh! And Deanna. be a fly on that wall. Um, oh, yeah. Deanna Troy's there, too. But Riker! 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 Poor, poor Deanna. Like, she doesn't get... If she's married to Riker, she doesn't get any days off from being, like, a therapist. <laughs> that's why That's why she had to retire and go live in the woods, like, because it's just too much. I gotta take care of this guy. Um, my question is why he built a gazebo four feet out into the river. <laughs> this is fish gazebo, obviously. Is it? It's a, when the tide rises and the fish are like, I've always wanted to be in a gazebo, but I've also wanted to stay underwater. And Riker's like, I'm a friend to all, all forms of life. Come on up here. <laughs> and then they swim through the gazebo and then the tide goes back down. Perfect. I, su- I assume. Um, I think that's you're good as guess is as good as mine. <laughs> um, he's a man. He's a risk taker. Um. So, what do we know? He's retired to his vineyard. He has excellent flood insurance. Wait, who are we talking about? Picard. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm back. I'm... <laughs> Picard might have excellent flood insurance, too. I don't know. But definitely Riker does. He's a Chateau Picard. A mysterious stranger shows up. Uh, he goes to visit the thing and yell. there's some yelling. And she's like, get out of here. And then she... Puts... We, have, we gotta talk about his dog. Well, we... Okay. Yeah, he's got a dog. His dog's name is... What is his name? Number one. Yeah, number one. Number one. Um, uh, uh, what kind of dog is he? The best kind. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, he's like, a, he's like a Mastiff type. 
Go he's fetch got, number one. He's got one. little pointy ears. Oh, Time for an away team into the yard for number two, number one. Oh, costuming choice? He's wearing like a red uh, turtleneck. Sit, stay, fetch number oh, one. Oh, here's something interesting. They show the establishing shot of uh, San Francisco. Uh, there's the Golden Gate Bridge is still there. But there's no oh. cars. There's no, says there's no cars anymore. It's all solar panels. Ooh. That's fun. That is fun. Um, there's the Anaheim Convention Center, doubling for Star Trek Academy. <laughs> um, there's rain. You never really see rain in Star Trek. That's fun. Well, how about that? They've gotten a real blissed out approach. So, like the, no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. That's right. So we know there's going to be board Borgs, Borges. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine. Seven to nine is going to show up. Mm-hmm. Will Riker's yelling at his kids. What? That's the most relatable part in the mm-hmm. whole show. Dad, what? Come out here. What do you want? Yeah, exactly. Long lost pal, Jean Picard. Slow turn. What? And here's me in my handsome tunic. Hanging out washing dishes because I'm a 24th century sensitive man. I misspoke. I think that I think his gazebo is um, about 15 feet out into the water. Okay. So for the really big fish. I mean, it's not big, but it's you know, it's not comically small. It's a hover gazebo. And I can't tell if this is a, a slow-moving river or a pond. What's the difference? Time is no meaning. Let's get zen about it. We're in the gazebo. That's right. What if he's in the gazebo the entire time? The whole time. The whole show takes place in the gazebo of your mind. That's right. He's in a Starfleet retirement home. Oh, my goodness. There are four gazebos. <laughs> That's how it works. Um... <laughs> I'm excited. I don't have any. I don't have any reser- reservations about the show. I am pumped up. I also like it when he goes in and he's like, "I'm Picard, and here's how you spell my name." And they're like, "Oh, glad you're not dead, Picard." That's and he right. gives the withering stare. Yeah. It's like, "Yeah, fuck yourself." Um, any guesses about anybody else who might make a guest appearance? I bet every single actor who is on good terms and not currently working will eventually appear. Yeah. I'm sure Jordy's going to show up. If only butterflies in the space. I'm pretty sure there's not going to be Q. No, Q's not going to come. He's busy. John Delancey works. John He's Delancey working. also, well, that would be a stretch of an explanation why John Delancey looks like a 68-year-old man now. That's true, but they could narratively explain it away. They could. Would you they be- could be like... Would you believe it? I don't know. Depends. Who's doing the narrative explanation? Um, I'm easily swayed. I would more readily accept a different Q form. Let me tell you, the other night I had Burger King, and then the next night my partner was like, you want McDonald's? And I was like, yes, because I'm easily swayed. Perfect. 
So, you know what I'm saying? Speaking of things that almost made me walk away from TNG, I watched the one where Q makes everybody do Robin Hood. Oh, That's pretty bad. That is bad. I don't care for the Robin Hood one. I don't care for the Mark Twain one. And I don't care who knows it. I'm laying it down. It, Bold truths. Hard truths. Dropping from the space. I will say this. If Mark Twain wasn't in the Mark Twain one, it would be okay. Yeah, I agree. I'll say that. Agreed. Um, also, I just re- I recently rewatched that, and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, it doesn't make a lick of sense. What the aliens are doing, what they're doing, how data happens. Everyone's like, Guinan's fine. Guinan. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, Guinan, I guess, makes sense, but I don't know. Um, <sighs> Sometimes I think about um, Mark Twain veering out from the shadows in that one scene where he's like he's overheard them and he like peers out from the shadows and it's like dun 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 commercial break and I go what a terrible episode that was yeah cause you can't make me scared of Mark Twain no matter what you do <laughs> Moriarty was a better episode than Mark Twain yeah that's true Mark, uh, Mar- Moriarty you were genuinely like what's gonna happen when he gets into the computer right also not great but not as bad as that I'm going to go out on a limb to say that Moriarty is not going to be in the Picard series. Uh, unless he's... We can, let's, we're going to rule some folks out. Moriarty's not going to be in it. Binar's not going to be no. in it. Instant Sonia Gomez, probably not going to make an appearance. not going to make it. What do Joe you think Piscopo, is... What's, Joe Piscopo is not, better not touch that franchise with a 10-foot ball. What's more likely... Um, that it's all in Picard's mind, at, like on the, you know, at the nursery home, or if it is um, the other thing that you just said. Uh, that it's, uh, that it's, uh, shit. Who was first? Uh, Moriarty. That it's all Moriarty's uh, uh, in his hollow cube. Yeah, it's definitely the second one. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Now, I'm going to vote no on Joe Piscopo also. Yeah, he's not coming back. Although there's a pretty good chance his agent called and said, Hey, heard you guys are doing more Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> the comedian is available. Available. Wah, wah, wah. Tech avail. <laughs> oh, you think Guinan will come back? Oh. Whoopi's awful busy hosting The View. She is. Uh, fighting with Don Jr., She's got to do what she got to do. Holding it down. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think so. Bev, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Worf, I'm going to guess no. Maybe. No, I actually, care. I'm going to guess no, but, I, you know, 25.75. No, I bet Worf does come back for like an episode. They go to visit Worf on his planet or something. Right. And he's become the, you know, the ambassador to the whatever the hell. Like, they're going to visit Worf. For sure. And are they going to tie this into the continuity of the last episode where Picard is an old man and he made them all go out on a little adventure? Remember that? Yeah. I wonder. I kind of feel like continuity is not not just in the backseat, but in like the camper that's being towed by the car. (laughs) Right. I think that I read somewhere that this is like supposed to take place after in the timeline. This is so stupid. And I hate t- even talking about it, but the 
timeline after the first J.J. Abrams movie where Romulus has been destroyed? Huh. I don't know. Wasn't that the movie where J.J. Abrams was like, what canon? We have destroyed it. That's suckers. right. Yes. So That's... therefore, I, can, I, J.J. Abrams, can do anything. Don't get me started. And I'm like, you can do anything, but impress me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't get me you started. You didn't impress me, J.J. J.J. stands for J. J. If it wasn't Picard, I would have zero faith this is going to be anything remotely Star Trek-y, but we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. There's some, there's some, there's some stuff. They've had some success with, like, Discovery. Which is That's not good. That's pretty good. It's not good? No. Oh, I heard it's pretty good. Sorry. I mean, there's moments that are good. I watched the first couple episodes. I was like, hey, that's the guy from Rent. That's right. 525,600 No, parsecs. no, Rent is banned. Oh, but I put a little Star Trek-y flavor on it for you. I guess they don't pay rent in the future. Let's see what you did there. Let's see what you did. This has been set phasers to fun. Hey, we did a great job, and I'm really proud of us. Um, We kept blathering long after there was anything to say. Did we have? That's an accomplishment. Did we have anything else? Did we have something else to discuss? I don't know. Corn, 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 for the last time, how is the corn? The corn, let me tell you, the corn is being beset on all sides by presidential candidates. It's caucus season here in Iowa, and the corn is like, give me an effing break. Can you just give me a minute? Can I click on a YouTube video for one hot second without being bombarded by billionaires who want to buy our election? And we're like, no, you can't, because this is how we have to, we Iowans make the decision for the whole planet. Who will be in charge? And so uh, that's uh, that's stressing the corn. You get what they call corn sweats. That's when the corn gets a little a little hot under the chuck, a little sweaty sweatness. It's not good. It's not good. But it's also one of how we get ethanol. If you were curious about how ethanol how how ethanol is made, you get corn. You get it in a pile. You get a bunch of presidential candidates who come in and try to explain their Medicare for all package, and that makes the corn break out into a sweat. And then we siphon that off and run our cars with it. How does the corn feel about Medicare for All? Uh, I think the corn wants to see more data about it. Sure. <laughs> like they want to talk to Brent Spiner? Yeah, they want to <laughs> definitely want to talk to Brent Spiner. <laughs> They're like, you're looking pretty good for an for a android that uh, is not supposed to age. Um, How do you get so attractively puffy? <laughs> Everybody likes puffy corn. I think that's the... <laughs> that's some kettle corn. Yeah. What good. is kettle corn, by the way? Kettle corn is corn with sugar and love that you eat. Is it? What does the kettle come in? It's a big iron kettle. And they oh. cook it in the kettle. I see. It's so good. You've never had kettle corn? I mean, I have. I just didn't know the... It's always been divorced from the kettle the making of the kettle yeah, corn. Yeah. Oh, that's the that's the fun part. It's the making. I mean, I don't make it, but you go and watch other people who have a kettle, a big kettle, right? And then they just and they stir it up. It's very like witch stuff. It's very boil, boil and bubble kind of evil cauldrony stuff. But sure. instead of evil spells, it's delicious kettle corn. Um, 
<laughs> I think bubble bubble boil boil bubble is far enough away from Shakespeare we don't have to pay any royalties <laughs> I don't remember and I did a whole play on that play and I don't bubble remember. bubble toil and trouble I don't know rumble in the jungle come get this can you smell what the rock is cooking that's it's right something like that that's right gather around Hamlet can you smell what the rock is cooking <laughs> that's it that's it that's it Othello hey. I hardly know <laughs> something like that and then uh, Polonius why don't we is do like, a Shakespeare podcast that we should Polonius is like remember keep it real don't borrow no money <laughs> boom I'm gonna get stabbed in act th- three yeah boom Ophelia you're gonna be a symbol for feminism maybe <laughs> I don't, not at all. Is that right? Or the opposite? Not at all. The opposite of Yeah, not the opposite of that. Ophelia, I don't even know you. That one works. They're going to... Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, good news for you guys. More plays Boom. are going to be written about you. Ba-boom! You got an act two, kids. There are no second acts in American <laughs> lives, but in Shakespeare plays there are. Ba-boom! The only thing I remember about the Ethan Hawke Macbeth it was uh, the scene where Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are on the plane. So that's Hamlet. So that's a big, huge thing that you're missing. Oh, is that, did I say Macbeth? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the only thing I remember about Hamlet is... The only thing I remember about Ethan Hawke's Macbeth is that it did not exist. Maybe next. Maybe you could do it next. Boom. He'd be, he'd be all right. He's got, like, ambition, that's sweaty I need, ambition. I, that's what I need to do. I need to find an actor who's like, I want to do a Vanity Shakespeare movie. And I'll do that. Perfect. I'll do that with him. Joss Whedon made that one in his house. Yeah. You could do that. You could do the. You could do a, a house version. You got the light up closets. <laughs> You're ready. Everyone is uh, makes fun of my light up closets, and they're handy. Not me. This is envy, son. That's right. what you're hearing, and my voice is pure envy. I think it is awesome. Well, they don't. Make I want to see you do like Titus Andronicus in your house. That's the one where everybody gets killed, and there's blood everywhere. All we're doing now is biding our time. All we're doing now is biding our time till Picard comes out. Picard, January twenty third. I'm gonna get a CBS All Access pass, like a like a sap, like a patsy. Yeah. I'm getting one. Get into like it. A total mark. Listen, this has been a hard and fun time. Good, a good rumble in the tumble, as they say. Maybe you know what, guys? Maybe we'll be back on the TNG beat, but for now. You never know. But next, next up, Picard, blast off into space. Come with us. Are we going to do those? We're not going to be able to do those weekly. There's no way. Well, maybe we'll do like a couple of weeks and then we'll catch up. Yeah, that's a good idea. We'll bank. We'll bank episodes. Yeah, Yeah, we'll do. It'll be all right. Yeah. And in this new DVR world, doesn't matter when they come out. Boom. Boom. Streaming. (laughs) Or we could watch them together on Skype. That's true. We could do like the YouTubers do. That sounds miserable. All right, guys. (laughs) um, Signing off. Bye! Uh, thank you all for your continued support. See yeah, you around. That's true. Yeah, see you around. Or we won't. But we will, because we, we all know yeah, you yeah. personally. Sir? Yes, what is it, Ensign? I enjoyed our trip together, sir. So did I. <laughs>